We are very honoured this morning. Um, I'm going to have Pastor Jason come up in just a moment, but face ID didn't work with the microphone there. Just wanted to read this out. I was talking to Pastor Jason last night. You, you cool, right? Still, yep, sounds good. Great, good chat. I love Pastor Jason so much. He's been overseeing us for seven years now, and uh, such an incredible gift to myself and to Han and our church. He hasn't been here for four years, but please know we have regular monthly FaceTimes where we're praying together. He's asking about our church. He's asking about people here he knows. So the relational investment is big. And something I want to highlight before he comes up, he is the exact opposite of me in so many ways. (laughs) He frustrates me so often because I'm a kind of guy like, I just want answers. I want black and white. I want compartments. I want to know what's going on. So I'm like, Jace, this is going on in church. What should we do? And he goes, hmm, yeah, let's just wait on God. I'm like, Jace, I've got half hour of your time on FaceTime. Like the Lord lives outside of time. I don't know when that answer's coming, my man. He's like, hmm, God, you're so good. You're so good. But when I stop trying for him to be me, let him be him. I've just got to be honest with you guys. I hear God. He hears God. I receive something. And this morning, I want to be really clear because it's all about expectations, right? If you're expecting right now a three-point expository sermon, you probably won't get it. You didn't even know he's got prepped. <laughs> Last night, he's like, I don't know. I've got six things. We'll see what God does. So here's what I want to read. Paul wrote Romans. It's one of the most profound books in the entire Bible. J.I. Packer calls Romans the book of the Bible. He calls Romans chapter 8 the pinnacle of Scripture. Romans is one of the most, it is the most theologically dense book. Uh, John Piper preaches through the Bible. He's like, I I haven't yet had the time and, and, and courage, he said, to preach Romans or Genesis. That is how dense Romans is. It's such a gift to the church, right? This theologically beautiful book. But I want to highlight something at the very start. In verse 10, it's right at the start of chapter 1, verse 10, Paul is saying, one of the things I always pray for when I'm praying for you, the church in Rome, it's the opportunity, God willing, to actually come at last and see you. I want to be with you. Why? For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. For when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. It shocks me that he goes on to write perfection. But still above that, he's like, yeah, but I'm praying God would actually let me be with you so you can catch something in the spiritual realm. This morning, I'm excited. And I'm excited not for just teaching, not for 30 minutes of an illustration that's funny, followed by some kind of lesson from the Bible. I'm excited to catch something from the Holy Spirit today through what Pastor Jason is bringing. I've been with him so many times, even being with him this week. He just allows space and... uh, trying to remember your, your language this morning because I think in terms of doctrine and, and A plus B equals C and he's like yeah I'm more of a prophetic imagination he's like I've just had pictures non-stop since being here 
And I'm like, you're so different to me and the church needs you right now. So I start this to say, please lean in. Open your heart and lean into what God might say to you today. Amen? Well, that's enough from me. Can we please welcome Pastor Jason Schroeder? If you'd like to turn to the book of Romans, I'm going to teach my way through. Cover it perfectly. Hey, uh, you guys are awesome. And can we can we just have a little bit of one of those last songs we just had? So we won't need the words just yet, but if we can just play maybe the final song that we just played, if that's possible. Uh, I, I am so grateful to be here. I, I really do love your pastors. And it's a... You know, there are sacred connections that God gives us the opportunity to foster through life. And then we get the opportunity through intentionality and stepping into that to, to make God's heart a reality. And, and so I, I, I love that Dan and I have been able to be intentional in that space. And we can spur each other on towards love and good deeds in a really special way. And I'm just as blessed from our connection. And, and so thank you guys. Uh, and it's, it is, it's good to be here. And so, so uh, why don't you look to God right now? And we've, we've had some beautiful moments in worship and, and we're going to worship again a little bit later. But as we, uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's get that song. So I need some, some drums as well. Thanks, Mikey. And uh, you just want to play? Oh, you can't hear me? He's like, how's your lip reading? If I face this way, how does that work? uh... So this morning, I sense it's a beautiful invitation. As I I said to the Lord yesterday, because I have a lot of different things that, that we could do this morning. And it's like, God, what do you want me to say? And I... I felt, Jace, it's the wrong question. So I'm not necessarily here to say something, but to re-offer an invitation for us all to respond to. And so this is a a re-invitation from the Lord to commune with Him afresh, to abide. And to, to leave here with something that shapes the, the weeks and the years ahead. And so Lord, we welcome you afresh. I honour you, Jesus Christ, Lord of all. We worship you. I thank you that through a work of your Spirit, you will speak into each heart. I thank You for sparks in imaginations. The spark of... There's a prophetic electricity. 
so we honour you. I thank you, Lord. Just where you're seated, I just want you to close your eyes. I want to read and pray. So we've turned Wednesday night and you guys keep going. That's beautiful. Thank you. We've turned Wednesday night into, into prayer. And in our part, part of it, there's, there's multiple components. One part is, a, is gathering together to pray. And, and we have three prayer postures we, we go through. And the first one is surrender. And I... You know, what, what a powerful place for us to live when we understand. And there's a growing awareness of who He is. Then we find ourselves just at home in His presence. And where it makes sense just to say, God, I just... I, I give you every part of me, I lay it down before you. God, I'm done striving. God, I'm done trying to pretend like I can do this in my own strength. Here I am. And so these words I read, this this prayer I've written, I, I want it to Let it echo in your heart. And can you echo this prayer as together we surrender afresh? Father, you lovingly call us near. We come as we are, no pretending or pretense, with an open-hearted response through your spirit as an act of worship. And we thank you, King of glory, that through the life, death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus, you have welcomed us into your kingdom. And as we commune with you, unite us, renew us, strengthen us and send us out in your love. And as we hold our hands out in surrender, Father, would the Spirit search our hearts for all that distracts us from seeking your face. We yield afresh that Jesus would be enthroned in the very centre of our heart and mind, our hopes, dreams and responsibilities, our yesterday, today and tomorrow. Help us grasp that the wonder of knowing you more is the greatest gift and highest prize. Just where you sit, just commune with Him. Heart open, mind open. We love you, Lord. Help us know your love.
be worshipped here in this beautiful church. Let our open hearts rise like worship before the throne room of heaven. Thank you, Lord, that you are so near. So, Father, I thank you for the gift of Jesus, my Saviour, my King, my Lord. Father, I thank you that there is an invitation that comes from your throne room again for me, for every person, for us. To know you more, to be transformed into the people of love you're calling us to be. So do your best work in us today. So a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, I was in in my office at church with a group of young adult guys, and we're we're reading through a a book called Reappearing Church by Mark Sayers, a book that this guy called Dan Gorey told me to read. Uh, and so everything I'm about to tell you, it's all because of Dan. Thanks, man. So, uh, you guys, you can grab a seat if you want. Thank you. Again, not Mark. <clears throat> and, and so we're, uh, we're reading through and through Reappearing Church. I love the Mark Sayers as a gift. Uh, and where we follow this little format. So you pre-read a chapter of the book. We come together and we start off with uh, about 10 minutes of worship. We then spin a pen. Whoever the pen lands on has to give a compelling 10-minute summary of the chapter that they have read. And I love it when it lands on the same person three weeks in a row. It's, uh, it's so good. And then we have a discussion and everyone shares something about what God's speaking to them through the chapter. And then we have a moment of accountability where what have you done to activate what we read last week and what are you going to do in the week ahead? And then we have some a time of contending prayer. So I like to, uh, to mix things up a little bit. So I said, okay, guys, we're going to, if we're contending prayer this week, we're going to do something a little different. And we're actually going to use tongues and interpretation to be a springboard and trust that the interpretation of tongue is gonna to have this prophetic impetus that that is the Lord showing us how He wants us to pray. The guys had never seen this before. Um, 
think around 20. Uh, something that we don't do a lot in church these days. And now you're all thinking, oh, we're going to do that this morning. Is uh, And you'll have all different thoughts about that. So we uh, we had a little chat and, and we've been teaching in our church, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14. Uh, it's all we've talked about so far this year. And looking at how the gifts work and and in an orderly fashion, but with love right in the centre. And, and, and the gifts without love is just a, a lot of noise. And ultimately it's noise that we're trying to draw attention to ourselves so often. And so I'm in this, this beautiful place, actually personally, just to confess for a bit, uh, where I feel like, and so my wife preached a message. She's, a, she's like a 10 times better teacher than I am. Uh, so uh, the Lord has just been working on my heart that when you think about how we're called to love, when you think about 1 Corinthians 13, love, when, when, we, when we understand God's love and our call to agape love, is I fall so short every day, it's horrifying. And that hasn't felt crushing. It's felt like this glorious opportunity afresh to open my heart to say, God, I need your, your greatest work of transformation in me so I can love like you need me to, not based on my strength, my ability, my striving, but on this beautiful supernatural work that, that, that you are doing. And so we've been talking about this anyway. So with the guys, we, we're in, uh, in my office and, and so I'm like, okay, so guys, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin to speak in tongues and, and believe it's, a, it's got this prophetic unction in tongues here. And then we, I'm going to stop and one of you interpret. And so we had a moment and I, you know, four times in those passages, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14, we see something along the lines of eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. And God gives as He determines, and so it's not for us to crowbar, but it's, it's appropriate to want things that are going to help with the extension of His kingdom on earth. And, and so we said, okay, and they all wanted the, the gift of interpretation of tongues, and so we had a moment, Lord, we receive, and then let's activate by faith. And, and so, so I spoke in tongues, I didn't feel anything particularly Profound, you know. Sometimes you really feel there's a there's an unction. It wasn't anything special. And so in my, I'm doing this in my head. I'm going. I hope one of them gets something. Uh, it's going to be really awkward if they, or are they going to make it up just to make me feel better? Like, are we? How's this going to? All these and and so anyway. So we stop and then it's like crickets. There's no Mark wasn't there on keys for us to cover any awkward silence. It was just it was crickets. And then Seth, he's like, I, I don't know if this is God or not, but I have this picture in my mind of Christ on the cross and his eyes are looking right at me and I'm captivated by his eyes and, and I'm looking at him and I'm seeing all of these people around me and their backs are to Him. And He's, he's looking and, and it's like He's looking at everyone all at the same time, but He's looking so at me and, and their backs. And then I'm just seeing people turn 180 degrees and turn and see Jesus and, and lock eyes with Him. And He's saying it and I'm like, nah, that's definitely not from God. Uh, like, of course, like He's just, 
And this, this, it's moved him. There's a sense of God in this. And so inside, as he's saying this, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then he said, and I had a second picture. And, and he's like, eh. he's doubting because he's never done this before, but he knows it's God and he's, he's got this wrestle and he, he's such a, a quiet, reserved, behind the scenes guy. He's actually got a twin brother who occupies a lot more space than him. So he's been allowed to go through life with his brother being the one who will fill every gap and talk. And he's the big out there sanguine personality. His brother was sick this day. And God knew that Seth would need some space to, and so then we were able to prophesy over him after about what God was doing in him. But, and then he says, and I saw this other picture and there were these groups of people and they were all like in a circle and it was dark and there was darkness surrounding. And then there was this light that began to shine in, in the group, but it, it wasn't Jesus, it was this other light. And then he said, and I realised that the light was was people, was Jesus' followers. And then they, they, they looked and they looked at Jesus on the cross and they began to move. And there was this magnetic quality in these, these people. And the, the people here who were in darkness, they started to follow. And then they became a part of those who went up. And I'm, I'm like, if we needed something from God to help us to pray and intercede, that's a pretty good picture, right? And so just like, yes, and I'm just like, oh, thank you, God. This is, and so, so Seth's nervous saying it. So I'm like, okay, guys, so, so anything in the realm of the prophetic and tongues and interpretation is, is a, a form of the prophetic. And so we, we weigh it up, we test it. And so then I said, uh, so, okay, Joel, what do you think? What do you sense? And Joel's like, oh, man. I just feel the love of God and there's, and I, I'm like, yes, yes. And then went over to Ashton. Ashton, what, a, what do you think? What do you think God's saying to you through this? And, and Ashton, whose birth father has walked out on him, whose second dad has just walked out on him a few months ago. It's this 20 year old kid, uber creative, just a, wonderful soft heart but is really broken he he's like he, he's struggling to find the words and he's he said I, I just experienced the love of God for the first time he's like I've, I've never had a moment with God that kind of he's like I thought I was gonna have some kind of like blind faith and he believes and he's a youth leader and a great guy, but hadn't had a, a personal experience, something that, and, and we don't necessarily need to have that. It's not, we shouldn't base our faith on feelings. That's a really dangerous place to live. But God wants us to know His love. And that can be in a whole lot of different ways and mind and heart and senses. And, and, and so He was like, I, I can't, and He was trying to find the words. He's like, I got this kind of, I, I don't know, but I, and so now Seth, who didn't want to say just in case he, he didn't want to step out and, and he's now, he's weeping. He's crying as he's like, my little step of faith has been a part of how God worked in this little room so that my mate Ashton, whose heart is breaking right now, experiences the love of God in a way he will never forget.
and my encouragement to us this morning. And it's, it's up on your wall as I, I haven't been able to find language for, for the heart of what I wanted to try and communicate today. And, and come to me does it pretty well. Come to me together is the invitation that I feel God has. And it's, it's around prayer together in a way that allows us to come to Him together. And so this was a, this was a moment where ordinary steps of faith were taken where a couple of 20, you see, when I spoke in tongues, no one felt anything. That wasn't, it was Seth, this young kid's obedience. That was where it's like, that's where the glory of God came into that room. And so there are little steps of obedience that we take and always on the other side of that, someone else is blessed. His heart of love communicated someone else blessed and 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 so maybe there's like me so tongues and interpretation is probably one of my high gifts but because it's weird I haven't used it as God's wanted me to and so maybe even there's something in you for many of us as we followed Christ for some some years that there are ways that we commune and help others commune and even where His grace can flow through us that maybe we've just kind of put over here a little bit because it we didn't know how or where or we thought it was a little bit weird. And so maybe there's a time in the body of Christ as we're called particularly to a place of togetherness where, where there is a divine opportunity for the gift and the grace that's been given to you to be a critical part of someone else's story. Where we could come to Him together. And so what does it look like for you to pray with your friends in this season? What does it look like to have moments with your friends where there's just a little step of faith that And let's just see what the Lord will do. What could that be for you in this season? Uh, Just go ahead, just maybe just give God a moment. Just look to Him right now. for His glory. You can open your eyes. Helen is in her 80s. 
Helen's a lovely lady in our church who has a little frame that she walks around with and she kind of zooms around on her little frame and smile and uh, lovely lady who's been walking with God for, for decades. And in one of our prayer meetings, Helen's like, you know, I feel God doing a fresh work in me. Amen. In her 80s, I just, she's like, I think there might be some little prophetic thing happening that I, I feel. So, so I, yeah, okay, awesome. Let's, so we pray together and, and then went, okay, Helen, here's what I want you to do. Next Sunday, and Helen's not gonna get up on the stage and, and prophesy like that, but there's this beautiful grace to come along. So, so Helen, your mission is every Sunday, I want you to wait on God and look for five people you can encourage after the service. And so just have your spiritual radar open for a prophetic word to strengthen, exhort, encourage, to build, to, to look. And so now people try and get seen by <laughs> Helen. She's like around in a little frame, she's looking. Who, who Lord, who Lord? And, and so you got these young adults like, hey, Helen. <laughs> so how you doing today? And, and she's coming and there is this weapon now who she was not doing this a year ago, but there was this little, okay, God, what does it look like for your goodness and grace to flow through me in this? Season? She's never done this before in 80 years, but Spirit of God just deposited a prophetic gift. And so now there's this weapon walking around our church, just looking with her, her beautiful old eyes that are filled with this spirit vision to look and say, so what is this for you? This season for you to come to Him with others. Does that something jump up in your heart and like, yes, that's, I mean, maybe you're a Youth Connect group leader and you're like, wow, I can, I just got this idea for how prayer could work with my boys or my girls and how I can train them and praying for each other. And maybe it's like this, John, John has become one of my best friends. <sighs> he got saved in our church five, six years ago, came in broken. I can still picture the exact Sunday as I saw him weeping when after the service, we sat together, we chatted and prayed and and he'd done a really good job at messing up his life and his family and he's similar age to me. And so he went through a process and restoration and, and miracles, literally miracles in his family to restore. And he, he's, he's just got this call to the marketplace. And so one of the things I said is, hey mate, how can I stand with you? And we talked about a few different things. And so we ended up having these 10 minute phone calls 10 minute phone calls, uh, two or three times a week. And so he, he has this idea for a medtech company and he, his business background. And so uh, through the different funding rounds as they you know, raise five mil and get things happening and next funding round 15 mil. And so we're, as he's then navigating the scaling of the business and structuring and then the 40 mil round 
and then they're moving towards public listing and, and, and so all through this process, the ups and downs, the self-doubt, the dramas in his family, the, that we're just having these 10 minute phone calls and we chat for five and we pray for five. And I, I want, there are multiple people here and this is gonna be an action you take from today. This has got nothing to do with me being a pastor. This is Christ followers just standing together in a way that's so achievable. And, and so we, we chat and, and I wanna read you, I, I texted him this morning and said, hey John, could you just help people know kind of what this, what, what this has done for you, these, these 10 minute prayer phone calls. And so we, we're, we're pretty good with sticking to time. And I love, now it's become something I do with multiple guys in the marketplace. And so chat for five, and then we pray for five. So he, we both pray each time uh, in, these, in these phone calls. And typically it was while he was driving into the city for work. And, and so he goes, hey mate, it's hard to put into words how much it meant to me but I think the main things it gave me were, number one, a sounding board for challenges going on or ideas in my head. Uh, you helped me verbalize the issues, both personally and from a business perspective. It helped keep me sane and Erica, who's his wife, from not killing me during the crazy times. And there were times, so they grew, they, you know, they're nine figure valuation for the company. And then he gets, ousted and and so we're praying through the highs through the lows and and then there's changes and he's and now he's back in and it's it's been quite a quite a ride that he's been going through but there was just this this prayer together was such a gift it, it and secondly he said it it pulled me to prayer it pulled me to prayer to give all the things up to God I, it stopped me from trying to control it all myself. Just this reminder to give it all to Him. Thirdly, the prayer and giving it up, giving it up to God, gave me clarity on how to tackle the different things and also what not to tackle, especially some of the big decisions. Number four, thinking about it, the one big thing was it, it was able to help me to grow into a person of prayer you know how I felt about my prayers. And then in brackets, I'm a crap prayer. <laughs> and you know, there are gonna be some people here who probably would define themselves maybe the same way, uh, like John did. And it was someone to just do 10 minute prayer phone call with them that started to redefine and praying out what I feel gave me a bit more confidence to do it in front of others. Overall, it, it helps me in, in business and to be a better father and, and a better husband and, and he continues. And so I wanna say again to you, what does it look like? This invitation to come to me. And when, when Jesus taught us how to pray, how to pray when we see the Lord's Prayer, when He, when he teaches us how to pray, he, he first invites us to know the Father. He called to relationship. So, so how do we pray Jesus? And He says, our Father, called to this, this relationship, this, 
beginning to understand who God is and let that never end for us. This unfolding revelation of the glorious heart of the Father and, and my, my encouragement and the invitation that comes out to us and I, and I think across the body of Christ in this time is to respond to the invitation, but to do it together because our world is so polarising and, and Sayers calls it like a, a scissor culture where there's something in our the culture of our world that wants to cut, that wants to bring division and Satan is the accuser and there is this ripping and tearing and pulling apart and we feel it. I, I think we almost have to battle this hour by hour as followers of God. That it's not something we deal with once. This is a relentless attack where we would be pulled apart from each other and we would think that my private devotions are enough. And our private devotions are extraordinary. And so, so build that prayer muscle. But I think there is a fresh grace because God, the, the Father parents us according to how we're wired and, and according to what's happening in culture. He's not blind to what's happening in our world. And so I, I am not surprised at all when the greatest encounters with His presence are not in our private one-on-one -on -one devotional time. And again, let's do this. This is a, a staple and something that I, that for 25 years has been an anchor in my world connecting me to Him. But the, the greatest moments that we have with Him and His presence and effectiveness and, and everything are when we're actually together. And there is a fresh need because of what's happening in our culture for us to figure out how to come to Him together. Midweek, how to come to Him together. We're, we're part of the, the heart I, I want us to grab is to go, what could it look like to actually pray with Christians three or four times a week or four or five times a week? And so this could be in our home, with our spouse, in a corporate prayer meeting, in a couple of friends hanging out together. It could be bringing prayer into every meeting that you're having. This could be a whole lot of different things. It could be making a decision today. I'm gonna to call a couple of guys and say, hey, should we do a 10 minute phone call? Or a couple of girls and my wife said, oh, I wish I was a guy because I don't know if it's possible for us as girls to do a 10 minute. Uh, it's like, that turns into a 60 minute. Uh, so if it's 10 minutes, hold to 10 minutes if that's what's appropriate. And uh, my wife said that, not me, just in case. So it's, it's safe, I say nothing. So what does it look like as we come to Him? together, come to me, he says, this beautiful invitation. So Mikey, uh, where'd you go? Can you just stand for us? And everyone say, hey, Mikey, you're a good man. So I, I saw, so we uh, were in a little gathering last night. And, and so the, the, the words that were really clear were, it was a hundred part harmony hundred part harmony. Now I'm not musical, but I think that sounds pretty tricky. Uh, maybe even impossible. Uh, and so that I felt like what God was saying in the hundred part harmony is that you will 
help to write music and I saw it being collaborative. So this is three or four people, three or four people and worship will flow from worship. So you, the, all the songwriting endeavors are in the, the, the picture is in a worship context. As you're worshiping, then worship will be the result. And, and the hundred part harmony is to, to really own the sense that the music that you're writing that it, it's anointed and there's this lean into the power of God. And it's the, how, I don't even know how many parts of a harmony you can do as a human, but it was like this angelic harmony that is operating in the realm of the Spirit that gives a supernatural power to the worship that will flow through you and the people you feel are called into this, this little songwriting environment. And so God, I, I thank you. So just lift your hands, mate. I thank you for your anointing, your beautiful grace. And so Lord, we thank you that there, there is such beautiful worship in this church that has flowed through the decades. And to God, I thank you that in this season, that there is fresh oil for a fresh sound. Lord, and we thank you that there is a sound that is made on earth, but a sound that is made in the Spirit and heaven rejoices. There is a, a worship that has the sound of now and the sound of heaven. And so anoint this beautiful man of God. And I, I felt, Mikey as well, um, you can open your eyes, man, that uh, one of the songs will have very few words, just a few select words. Um, and so be blessed, man. You can, you can sit, it's good. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, can, uh, just before, I think I think I have to hand over. Um, so I'll do that. Uh, I just, I just want to know that if, if there's someone here and all this God stuff we're talking about, this, there's this, this sense in you that I, I don't know if I'm one of those Jesus following people. And there's a, a stirring and opening in your heart, there's a, I think I need to know more, then can I encourage you to respond to that feeling? That there is a glorious loving God, desperate for connection with you, reaching out, and there is a glorious opportunity for you to reach out to. And I, I felt, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's something if the person's in the room or it's something for, for one of you to pray. But the, the word I had was that there was someone who has physical chains and uh, like kind of spiritual chains. Physical chains like worn chains in an in a outfit uh, type thing. And then some, some spiritual chains and, and God wants to bring freedom into your heart. And if you're here today, then this is for you. And I want you to come and chat with me after the service. Love to talk with you, pray with you if you'd like. Uh, but maybe this is, maybe it, you're, there is someone in the room and or again, someone for you to pray. And I feel it's almost like someone in this section needs to 
this is a, a word from God for you to also pray for this person, for their salvation. If this makes sense and you feel like you know who this person might be, then take that to God and, and prayer and declare freedom in this, this person's world. And say, so, hey, can we, can we pray together? Why don't you go ahead and, and just stand where you are? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you can just open your hands. I, I want to honour, just in this prayerful moment, Pastor Eric and Christine, founders here, and, and there are prophetic wells that have been dug. And I, I sense God wants a fresh overflow out of those wells. And as I've been here, it's like my mind has been alive with electricity and and pictures forming and and it, it's been a yeah my prophetic imagination has just been going crazy and I I so sense that in this in this season there is a fresh awakening of that prophetic gift so again we we see in in 1 Corinthians to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts especially the gift of prophecy we see in chapter 14 and so just even where you stand if if that's something and maybe you're activated in that gift or maybe you're not sure, I just want you to open your heart to the Lord now and say, hey, hey God, that, that sounds cool. I want to step in with what you're doing and, and the sound that you're calling the church to have. And again, the sound of the prophetic is encouraging, strengthening, is bolstering, it's building, it's exhortation, it's comfort. But it's not just human words, it's the unction of heaven behind it, the beauty of God behind it, the love of God communicated in those words. And is there ever a time in the history of our world where that needs to be the sound in the mouth of the church? Across coffee tables to unchurched friends, from platforms and TV, everything in between and so I just want you to reach out and just if if you would like fresh activation of that gift just go ahead and ask God so yes I receive I receive thank you Lord so I thank you that there would be a beautiful sacred release of the prophetic sound of heaven. Lord, let it bubble and overflow in this beautiful church. God, let it flow through friendships, through every group and department. Lord, let there even be just a flow even right now into the kids area where there is a sense of the Spirit of God just awakening and, and stirring and these beautiful, pure little hearts of these kids that they would see God and there would be the sound of the prophetic, just little prophetic statements upon their lips as they are 
are open to You. And God, for each and every one of us, and, and Lord, let it flow into friendships. And I thank You that from today, Lord, as You've dropped seeds in minds about how to come to You together, Lord, that there would be a responding to that just as we receive a gift and then we have to step out and activate for Your glory. Lord, I thank You that there is a courage, a strength and intentionality to step out and activate what You're doing. Lord, to make that phone call, to figure out what prayer together is gonna look like in this season. And Lord, I thank You for the glorious move of Your Spirit in all of these different contexts. For Your glory, for Your glory, for Your glory. In Jesus' Name.
say